The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Thank you for tuning in today. I am really excited to share these tips with you. So as you likely can tell, this is a very busy time of year. There, there's just a lot going on, a lot of events, a lot of family, a lot of thinking. And if you celebrate Christmas or any other holiday requiring gift buying, that just adds a whole nother layer of stress. And when you are stressed and overwhelmed, that can make any of your MS symptoms worse, including fatigue, which might sound like a no-brainer, but when you're fatigued, you're less likely to get your exercise in. And when you don't get your exercise in, you're even more likely to feel extra fatigued. So it's really important, even during the busy times of year, that you maintain some level, even if it's very, very light, that you maintain some level of exercise. So that's what I'm going to share with you today are my six favorite ways that you can easily add in exercise throughout your day. It doesn't need to be a full 30 minutes of exercise or an hour of exercise, or honestly, even five or 10 minutes. What I'm going to share with you are my six favorite times throughout the day that you can do some type of movement. So let's dive right in. The first place that you can add in some exercise just throughout your day is any time that you are going to your refrigerator or your freezer. Now, some people have a setup where the refrigerator is on one side and the freezer is on the other. Other people have it where the freezer is on the bottom and the refrigerator is on the top. Regardless, if you ever have to go into your refrigerator or the freezer, and grab something from a lower shelf, don't just hinge from your hips and round your back to get it. This is an opportunity for you to get some exercise in. So I want you to think about squatting down. So make sure your feet are wide, your hips go backward, your shoulders come forward and bend your knees as if you're going to sit in a chair. Grab the item and then slowly stand up. And while you're there, maybe you bend down and you squat down two or three times just because you can. So the refrigerator or freezer is a really great time to get some squats in. And honestly, just doing a few several times throughout the day can make a big difference. It's going to get your blood pumping. It's going to get your energy levels a little bit higher. So the fridge is a really great way that you can get in some exercise and think about it. If you go to your fridge, maybe three, four times a day, and maybe each time you're doing three or four squats, that really adds up. The last thing I'll say about the fridge is you can purposely 
put the items that you know you're going to be reaching for on the lower level. That way you are guaranteeing that you will get some exercise in throughout the day. The second place that I like to do exercises, I'm just trying to fit them in, whether it's 30 seconds or a minute, is when you're doing laundry. And this can relate to anyone. So if you have the ability to stand, then when you're doing laundry, stand the whole time, but not just that stand with good quality where you are standing up nice and tall. Your shoulder blades are slightly pinched backwards and down towards your butt. And you're not arching your back, but you're tightening your core muscles, fully engaging your glutes and your thighs. So don't just think about standing and folding, but think about standing with good quality while you're folding your clothes. That is going to work so many muscles. It's going to work your abdominals, your core, your back, your glutes, your thighs, your upper back where your shoulder blades are. And it's also going to be balance exercise. So simply just standing is one of my favorite exercises, but you can add that in while you are doing laundry. Now you can also do something similar to the fridge where you end up squatting. So if you leave your clothes in the dryer and maybe it's at a lower level, you can squat down to grab one piece of clothing and then stand up as you fold it, then squat down to get the next piece of clothing, then stand up as you fold it and so on. And if you do not have the ability to stand and instead, when you're doing laundry and folding laundry, you are sitting, well, then I would encourage you to sit at the edge of the surface that you're on. So if you're on a chair or on a couch, if you're sitting at the edge, that means that your back is unsupported, meaning that you are staying upright because of your core strength. Not only that, but when you're adding laundry, you are having to move your body forward and backwards or maybe rotating a little bit. And so just sitting unsupported while folding laundry is a great way to get some strengthening in throughout your day, specifically for your core and our muscles. And the next is when you are on the toilet. So a lot of people think this sounds a little bit weird, but let's say you really have to go to the bathroom. So go to the bathroom, wipe up, make sure everything's clean. Your clothes are back on, but then I want you to sit back down. So you're fully clothed on the toilet seat. And what you're going to do here is practice what I call sit to stands. So you're going to stand up, then sit down, stand up, and sit down as many times as you can. Now, this might be really challenging for you depending on your level of strength. And so the quality and the alignment has to be on point. For example, some things that can make this movement easier is sitting at the edge of the toilet seat. Additionally, having your feet wide apart can help you feel more stabilized. And thirdly, potentially most important, make sure that you are getting your shoulders forward. Your shoulders should be over your knees. Otherwise, too much of your body weight is towards your backside. And it's going to be really hard to stand up if most of your body weight is still through your butt. You want to get more of your body weight through your knees and your toes and the front side of your body. So stand up and sit down, maybe, maybe just three times. But if you go to the bathroom several times throughout the day, and each time 
you're standing up and sitting down with slow, good control and good posture, that adds up to a lot of sit to stands throughout the day. So anytime you stand up off the toilet, go ahead and sit back down, then repeat that a few times. The next, so number four, is anytime you're standing. And what I mean by this is when you're standing and waiting for something. So if you're standing and brushing your teeth or standing and waiting for a cup of coffee to be ready for you, standing and waiting for your microwave to go off or the toaster oven. So you're just kind of waiting. Standing is a great thing to do. As I mentioned before, it's one of my favorite exercises, but while you're standing, you can also work on some movements. For example, some squats, as we've talked about, or heel raises, hold on to something for balance and slowly raise your heels, then lower your heels. Or one of my favorites that a lot of people forget to work on is weight shifting, shifting your weight from side to side or forward and backwards. A lot of people forget to focus on that weight shifting movement. And I just want to remind you, in order to move in any direction, in order to walk forward or backwards or take a step to the side without falling, we need to be able to weight shift successfully. So I won't go off on too much of a tangent right here, but weight shifting while standing is a phenomenal exercise. Number five of when you can exercise throughout the day is any time that you are sitting. So I've already mentioned the toilet one as an option, but this can be when you're on the couch or any type of chair, or if you're sitting at a desk, literally in any room, if you are ever sitting, as long as you're not sitting on something with wheels, that's always a little scary. You don't want to risk your safety, but if you're sitting you can exercise. I will say about 90% of the exercises in my online MS wellness program, the missing link are seated. The reason for that is twofold. Number one, most of us sit throughout the day. So if you have seated exercises, that means that you can do them throughout the day as often as you can. But number two, by sitting down and exercising, you're taking balance out of the equation. So you can solely focus on the exact muscle group that you want to strengthen without other muscles overcompensating and also without worrying about your balance. Now, of course, there are balance and walking exercises in the missing link that are obviously in a standing position, but there's a lot that you can do seated. So Anytime you're sitting, you can march your legs up and down one side, then the other, you can do some toe lifts, some ankle lifts. This is going to be really great for you. If you have foot drop or foot slap or foot drag, that's another one of my favorite movements. You can do leg kicks. You can actually do some seated core exercises. My favorite being sitting at the edge of the surface that you're on and slowly hinge backwards and then slowly come back up. So lots of different exercises that you can do seated. The sixth and final time throughout the day that you can exercise is when you're walking. And think about this, what I don't mean if you're walking outside or you're walking around a track or anything like that. What I mean is anytime you get up throughout the day and walk into a room, if you have to walk into your kitchen to get a glass of water, or you have to walk into your bathroom so that you can go to the bathroom. Maybe you walk into your bedroom so that you can change your outfit. Wherever you're walking, 
that is an opportunity for you to get some exercise in. And my favorite exercise, there's several that you can do while you're walking, but my favorite one is something that I call exaggerated walking. And essentially what you do is you walk to wherever you're going. You don't need to change your route, even if it's just three or four steps, but walk with exaggerated movement, try to excessively bend your knee and lift your toes and then lift your knee up as high as you can. And you're trying to exaggerate with as much oomph and power that you've got with each of the steps of walking. And what you're doing is you're actually telling your brain, hey brain, I really wanna use these muscles. These are the exact muscles that I wanna use. Whereas when you're just going through the movements and you don't put in that extra effort, it's very easy to overcompensate with different muscles and you could be more likely to trip. You could have some pain in some joints or muscle groups. So practice exaggerating walking anytime you have to take steps. Again, whether it's three or four steps or maybe it's around the yard or around the block, practice good quality walking. Now, One thing that I want to share with you, in addition to these six things, so actually before I go further, let me recap. So the six times throughout your day that you can fit in some exercise, whether you exercise and do one of these movements for 10 seconds or 30 seconds or one minute, it's up to you. They do not need to take long, but there's six times that you can exercise. Number one, when you are at the refrigerator or the freezer. Number two, when you're folding laundry. Number three, when you're on the toilet. Number four, any time that you are standing and you can hold on for support. Number five, any time that you are sitting down. And number six, when you're walking. And I forgot to mention this, but you of course can use a mobility aid. If you normally use trekking poles, a walking stick, a rollator, a walker, anything, then you can use it. And it's highly encouraged that you do use it when you are practicing the exaggerated walking. So I have lots and lots of videos. I know you guys are listening to me on my podcast right now, but I have lots of videos demonstrating these types of movements on YouTube, on Instagram, in my private Facebook group. So definitely check those out. I'll share those in the show notes. So you'll be able to find me over there. But if you want the full strategies on form and proper quality and making sure you're moving correctly so that you are priming your brain for neuroplasticity for the proper movements, then that's where the missing link, my online wellness program would be a better fit for you. And one last thing that I want to share with you is that you can make anything an exercise. We all grow up, I think, hearing and thinking that exercise means squats and lunges and jumping jacks and running and anything else, any small thing isn't really exercise. And that's just simply untrue. And the sad thing is when you believe that, if you believe that exercise means running, and if I can't run, then it's not worth it then you end up not exercising and then you end up getting weaker and more unstable and worse walking. And so I want you, if you are in that category of people, I want you to open your mind and realize that so many things can be considered exercise. You can make anything that you do throughout the day an exercise. And in the missing link, we actually have a section called task specific exercises where 
I call out specific tasks or activities and I demonstrate how to do it properly. And I also share which exercises to do so that that activity becomes a little bit easier. For example, stair climbing, that can be an exercise. If you have stairs in your home, slowly and with good quality, go up and down, maybe just a few or maybe a few sets, but stair climbing is a great form of exercise and something you likely do throughout the day if you do have stairs in your home. Walking can be broken down into lots of different exercises. How to get into and out of your car is one of the other videos that we have. How to stand up from the floor or get down to the floor safely and with good quality. How to turn around without losing your balance. All of these things you may notice are things that you likely do throughout the day, but they're hard for you to do. Well, just simply practicing them. And if it's too hard to practice them, then make it easier. And there's lots of ways to do that. That is exercise and it does count. So the final thought I want to leave you with today is just pick one thing. You might feel like, holy cow, that's six different times throughout the day to exercise. I'm not even exercising once, or I am so fatigued. I don't think I can handle any of that. Don't get overwhelmed. Pick one of those six times that I suggested. And not only that, pick one that seems easiest to implement into your day. Potentially it's one of the seated ones. If you find that you're sitting more, or if you find that you're staying in bed most of the day, or if you're sitting in front of the couch or computer most of the day, or sorry, not sitting in front of the couch, sitting in front of the TV or your tablet or laptop. So pick one thing. Don't get overwhelmed by all of these six. I just wanted to give you several different options. So I hope you do feel inspired to give one or two of these a try and just keep moving. Research shows that exercising in light to moderate levels is actually enough to reduce primary and secondary fatigue. I know this can feel counterintuitive, but research does show that it is true specifically in people with MS. So give yourself some grace this time of year. And if you are looking to exercise, I hope you're able to implement one of these six strategies. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, are also able to relax a bit while getting your exercises in, and I hope you tune in to our next episode. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.